Welcome into the Alana Inquirer podcast. This is episode 11. We're into the double digits now, and it's Isaac Trotter and I today. Sorry, we could not get Derek Piper on the international line. He's doing a lot of travel right now, Mr. Trotter. Yeah, I guess if he was in like a layover, maybe in Italy or something, maybe <laughs> for before another different flight, we could get him on it through. What would work? Would Skype work through there? We could do that. Yeah, we'd have to play around with that. I did I make an international. Just let him, I think we should just let him travel. I did make done. an international call yesterday for a story okay. coming up here very soon. A parent who uh, lives out of the country, but that's Canada. Okay, that's so, a way different ball. Game. <laughs> that's a different ball game. Like, do you got to do the KL? Like, there's a Klondike thing back in the oh, day. God. That's, that's outdating you. Um, but yeah, so we have a lot to talk about. Though we just wrapped up the fourth practice, steamy out there at the rec fields. So we got a lot of thoughts. We'll give you some initial impressions, and I, I will say that. Yeah, that, that's initial impressions. I, everyone's like, is the defense better? How do the wide receivers look? I don't think you can make huge uh, – after you've been through so many camps, and Isaac, you've been through, what, three or four or three now, and I, I've been through a 10, um, you can't make huge proclamations after just four days because things change. But you are getting an idea of what these guys look like, how they move, how they're processing from day to day, and who's making strides and who isn't. So we'll break that down a little bit. This is a fun time of year for us, and it's especially a fun time right now because we get so much great content. And we get to know these guys a little bit more. We get to talk to them every day. And we're putting out some great stories. Isaac, you're about to put one out on Wally Batiku. You got one on Mike Epstein. I just talked Edwin Carter, Luke Ford, and his family. So this is a fun time of year to get some good stories about this team. we got some more coming up. Absolutely. I'm excited about the ones we have in the future, in the, in the portal, I guess we can call that, that we're working on. But this is the best because we have so much content and so much access. Appreciate Lovey Smith for letting us be there and, and, and getting a chance to see that because with that opening, we get to know this guys, we get to know the teams. Hopefully, we can relay that information to you guys in a good way. I love the camp notes that we're putting up every single day. Those are in depth stuff that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, and uh, I, I do love that he does that. He deserves applause from us and the fans because uh, Lovey isn't known for being the most media friendly or guy, but he ha- he is with this, and I think that comes from the NFL where he's like, "Hey, I'm not giving away trade secrets here, and as long as we don't give away." plays and that's kind of understood uh we don't give away everything that goes on about this team but you do get to know the team the fans get to know the team we get to know the team and we get to tell their stories which is one of my favorite things and uh Derek Piper will be in Italy the next week uh following the team around on this great trip and I'm going to do a sales job here this is a great time to sign up for a line I inquire if you don't have it I know some people just listen to the podcast maybe that's all you want to do we appreciate you for doing that but if you want day-to-day inside information information, uh, what this team looks like, our notes, our opinions about what's going on, our analysis of what's going on, and then a lot of these stories that I think we do a really good job of telling these guys stories. We've got some good ones coming up. I'll tease this one. I talked to Chase Brown's mom and, and uh, Sydney Brown's mom and talked to them about their relationship, and it's going to be a really good story. Uh, you'll get access to stuff like that. Uh, and we right now we have a deal going on, three months for the price of one. It's just $9.95. And I know a lot of people just go, oh, I can get stuff for free. You can't get this stuff for free. And we work hard for it. Um, and this is a great time at nine ninety five for three months. Uh, think about that. Just a couple cents a day. Yeah. Three bucks a, a month. If you're an Illini fan, this is this is the time to do it. So uh, we got that going on through Tuesday night. So we're recording this on Monday. You get that through Tuesday night. It's a great chance to sign up. And this takes you through. Think about it. 
a huge recruiting time, the season, the start of basketball season, all the way to signing day basically for basketball is a great time to do it. You could make a case that this is our best three months of the year, right? Yeah. With with football getting started and then the the hardcore basketball decisions. Adam Miller's going to make a decision here in the next three months. Ryan Kelkbrenner's going to make a decision here. There's going to be some big-time moves. So I, I think you should hop on board. I, again, you can just give us a try. If you if you want to give us a try for yeah. just a couple months, you can always get out of it. And if you don't like it, that's fine. But get a seven-day free try. Right. I have a feeling <laughs> that you're going to like what you have to see yeah. And we, we do work pretty hard, and hopefully you guys enjoy it. Uh, sales job over. Done. We, we come back after this break. We got standouts to talk about so far, concerns that we got so far, our impressions of the freshmen. But I know what everyone wants to hear about. That's the quarterbacks. We'll break down what we see out of this quarterback battle next. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, every day we got our QB calibrator up in our notes standouts. Uh, in our calibrator, we do this every day. We have notes up. Uh, we kind of switch days that we do this. Uh, but I think through four practices, this one's pretty clear right now, Isaac Trotter. And I was thinking about this on the drive over here. Um, A.J. Bush came in last year, and I think it was just he, – he, he was almost, <laughs> almost a sexy presence for, for us who have watched terrible quarterback play here recently for Illinois the last couple of years, right? And he came into camp. He's six foot five, 230 pounds. He moves extremely well. He's dropping dimes in camp, right? We haven't seen a quarterback like that in a long time. Wes Lunt had an NFL arm, made some NFL throws, couldn't move. Chase Crouch couldn't throw. Cam Thomas made a lot of mistakes, right? Jeff George made a lot of mistakes. How many interceptions per day were we watching with that group in 2017? And then we saw this guy come in, bring energy, bring effervescent leadership. on the field, bring that leadership. And it was just like an oh-my-gosh moment. I don't know if Brandon Peters has brought that, right? I don't know if he's the sexy guy so far, but he is so clearly ahead of everyone else because he's mature. He's been through this. Uh, he's so far advanced as a quarterback. He's got the best arm. That's clear. He's the biggest guy of the bunch. But his pre-snap reads – his ability to get the ball out quick, his decision-making, is so far advanced of everybody. He's the best quarterback of the group right now. Like The drives are just quick. They're methodical. Maybe not every big play, but he's pretty efficient. And right now, I think he's by far the the number one guy right now. And, and our calibrators kind of reflected that. We've kind of said 65 to what, 75%. Yeah. He's likely to be the starter. Uh, at this point, if, and I expect that these things will change, I don't know if Peters is the sexiest presence, but he's the most consistent. And here's the situation. There, you, I, what I like to do is when I see a quarterback make a play, I always look at Rod Smith's reaction. What does Rod Smith do when Brandon Peters makes a mistake? He's not really that angry about it. He goes, no big deal, move on. When Isaiah Williams makes a mistake, he goes, hey, come over here. We're going to look through this over and over again. This is what you need to do. When Matt Robinson makes a mistake, he loses his mind. And just, you know, <laughs> the, hair, the, the hair that he doesn't have anymore, like, it, it's gone, right? Like, he just really, really gets frustrated. And, and the thing is, is Brandon Peters is mature. When there's a blitz coming, he doesn't get frustrated. He doesn't get frazzled. He'll throw you it see, away. Right. He throws it away and move on to the next play. You see Matt Robinson 
think things through too much. You see Isaiah Williams thinking all the time, how do I do this? How do I do this? Right. And he kind of gets in his own head. He gets away from just playing. And Brandon is going out there and just being consistent and being who Brandon Peters is. And again, I don't think he's going to come out and light the world on fire, but he's going to, he's giving Illinois best chance offense, a best chance to move the ball down the field. At Michigan, he was a game manager as redshirt freshman year. That's all they wanted him to be. I think Illinois will want Brandon to be more and maybe need it, but I don't think that like sometimes we use that term and it's like a a knock if you have a good rushing attack and Brandon Peters is getting 10 yard hitches all day and and hitting guys on quick slants and all that eventually you do got to stretch the field and he has the arm to do it but that can be an efficient mode of offense right I mean that Illinois would love to take that if you had a quarterback with a 60 percent completion rate and threw double the touchdowns interceptions I take that and I think he can be that kind of guy is he going to be a top half Big Ten quarterback I don't think so uh, can he be a bowl quarterback? I think so. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and the situation is, is at the end of the day, the running game is still going to be the identity of this team with those four offensive linemen back, Pettibon added to the mix. I mean, we'll talk about it later, but these running backs have been awesome. One through six. Isn't just, it isn't just mm-hmm. Reggie Corbin. They got six guys that I really like and have done a decent job so far throughout the fall. So the running game is going to be important. You need a guy that can change things up. I do think, though, while the running game is the identity, I, I've seen a more well-rounded offense. I have. Even yeah. though there's been concerns in the first four days offensively and you're seeing some inconsistencies when Brandon Peters is on the field Daniel Barker's been a better player Josh Imatorbebe's been a better player Trayvon Sidney's been a better player and Ricky Smalling's been a better player they're more talented at wide out there and we'll dive into that a little bit I still think the passing game is, is a bit of concern but they have more talent at that position all right Isaiah Williams I think even you I, yes. <laughs> Isaac really excited about this kid and I am too I've watched him a lot in high school But as we've said all along, there's a huge transition of playing even the best St. Louis high school team in Cardinal Ritter than playing against the second-string Illinois defense, right? There's just a huge difference. And Isaiah is showing every Chris Berman moment. He's he's getting out of pressure. He's making defenders miss. He's a dynamic runner. But there are certain throws you just can't make in the Big Ten that he got away with in high school. He's not getting away with. And Rod Smith told me on the first day, I'm going to let him drown, and we're going we're gonna to pour water on him, let him drown, and then I'm going to save him and then see how he reacts. He had a really bad day Saturday through three picks, and then he bounced back on Sunday. I think he threw one interception. Today on Monday, didn't have a great day in 7-on-7, seven seven, has a good performance in 11-on-11. 11 11. So you're seeing him respond. The arm is there. The running ability is just electric, and we see that right away. I think he's as advertised, and he's going through struggles as most freshmen would, even a top 200 prospect. Yeah, Matt Robinson said he's, or, or Matt, uh, not Matt Robinson, Mike Epstein said he's as advertised. Rod Smith says he's that advertised. He says he's advanced for a freshman. These are just the mistakes that are going to happen. And sometimes it's easy to think, okay, a, a freshman's coming in. He's going to light the world on fire because his name's Isaiah Williams, and he's the savior, you know what I mean, the leader of this freshman group. It's hard, right? It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not easy. And I think sometimes when you see what Isaiah Williams is going through right now, he just doesn't have the reads quite yet because he hasn't done it yet, and he needs to continue to get better. He's going to have those reps every single day. I think you'll see him continue to get more and more comfortable. There's a couple throws that he makes where they're easily picked off, where he's just throwing it behind behind a wide receiver and the cornerback's getting there. And yeah, that's not nice to see, 
but it's clearly fixable, right? These yeah. aren't these aren't mistakes that I go Footwork wow stuff that he could get away with, right? Right. Arm. I'm just going to throw it up, and Marcus Washington is going to go get it, or Mookie Cooper is going <laughs> right. to be able to be fast enough, or James Frenchie is going to be able to make a play after. That, that's just not how it works over anymore. S- over some kid who's not probably playing college football, right? And, and that's easy, and that's easy for them, yeah. and it, and it's easy to see those plays. But again, throughout the struggles of the interceptions, you still see some plays today that you go, "Wow!" Like he gets out of the pocket, he pump fakes to get Nate Hobbs in the air, and then he spins around Jake Hansen and gets twelve mm-hmm. yards. Like that's not easily done. You could put if he stayed healthy, you put him in this offense. He's running for a thousand yards. I agree. Right I agree. now, he's probably going to have twelve to fifteen interceptions or somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he puts the ball in harm's way, yes. but he's trying to make game-changing plays. Matt Robinson's had an interesting start to camp. Last year, he lit the world on fire. The first four days hasn't been the case this time. And you said it like Rod's been really frustrated with him at times. But Matt's getting a lot of reps. A ton a of reps. A lot of reps. I'd say he's got more reps than any quarterback. He doubled Isaiah today. Which I think Rod is saying, this is your chance. Like the, you got to show it to me because you got two guys coming in here who are taking your job. Like He basically said, Matt, you're the starter. He's getting the first reps most of the time. Now it's yours to lose because Rod will cut reps as the thing, thing goes along. Matt lost reps. And he just he has moments where he looks really good. Where he drops deep balls into these tiny windows, he hit Daniel Barker. He's hitting some guys down the field. Then he'll have moments where it's like, "What are you even thinking with that throw?" And he, but he also is a very good runner. So I think eventually, if Matt Robinson is in the game, I still think you have a chance. But I can't see him being starter because he just makes plays that make Rod go crazy. Because he has these these nice moments where he leads on drives. And then all of a sudden, he just loses you a possession, loses you a game that way. And Matt is a really low-key kid, right? And he's not he's not going to get out of his comfort zone. Today was really interesting because he had a couple nice plays in a row, and then he threw a pass deep down the field that was easily intercepted by Michael Marquez. Super easy. And then you see an interchange between Rod and Matt on the sideline. Usually it's Rod going after Matt. Matt, hands down, he gets talked to, right? Yeah. This one was very one-on-one and a little... And didn't I, want, I don't want to use the word combative, but they were going back and forth on what why Matt through the interception what he thought the runner was good the receiver could have run a different route and all that different things that shows me a guy that goes he understands what he's working for here he understands how big this opportunity urgency there right and he's got to get it right and he's trying to explain to his offensive coordinator why things are happening so he's not been great but again he's thrown less interceptions than isaiah He's mm-hmm. put the ball in, in harm's way less than Isaiah has. It's still clear, though. I've always Matt's the guy, or Brandon's, Brandon's the, the guy. guy. Yeah, I've always thought Matt is a nice depth piece long term. I mean, got he's only a redshirt freshman. Like Karan Taylor, like people are like, well, what about him? He's a redshirt freshman, and Karan is came in as a really raw passer, and he still very much is. It's usually one read, and he's gone. Because if he's not if he's not going to do that one, he's gone. He still makes some questionable throws. So I, I don't see Karan in this picture this year. Um, but I do think sometimes we forget how young those guys are and how few reps they've actually had. And how much they can get better, right? Yeah. Uh, they can continue to get better. Uh, Rod Smith is a wizard. They call him the wizard now of this offense. We kind of know that. And he can teach quarterbacks up. So we don't want to write guys off right away because they make mistakes. And, that, and that's what the exciting part is about Isaiah. 
Micah because yeah he makes these mistakes on the first four days but you know these aren't going to happen next year right or the year after well, they can continue to get better that's why you practice right right I, I feel like every time you tweet an intercession be like, oh god like well this is why you practice so that you learn from them and I think Rod kind of wanted Isaiah to go through some of these because he needed it maybe a little bit Right, I mean, this is a guy that's had success wherever he's gone, and now he's got to adjust to this level. You got to see how you deal with failure, because if he doesn't deal to, with failure until game time, and then it's in the bright lights in front of everybody, how do you handle that? I don't have any. I don't think Isaiah will struggle with that at all, mm-hmm. just because I know him as a person. But uh, I think they wanted to kind of get this out of the way. What we've seen in four days is it kind of what we expected, right? Mm-hmm. Like Brandon Peters looks like the adult, the veteran. And, why you brought him in right and he, exactly this mm-hmm. is another reason why he's so important to have here Isaiah Williams looks like the hotshot freshman who's going to make some really cool plays and also puts the ball in harm's way right yeah. that's just how it is Brandon Peters looks like the starter right now but again things could change all right when we come back let's talk about some standouts some guys have taken a big step forward uh, some guys to be really excited about but also some big concerns on this team after four days that's next this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law all right, let's get into some of the standouts of what we've seen through four days of camp, Isaac Trotter. I want to start with the run game. I think it's as good as we thought it was going to be. The running back stable is deep. Rayvon Bonner's been hurt. Mike Epstein's on a day, off a day. But Epstein's look good when he's been in there. It's a reminder of how good he is when he's on the field. Reggie Corbin, not a lot of reps, but we, we've seen moments where he just breaks off these big runs. Dre Brown has been great. You know, we Jakari Norwood. Looks like he did in the spring, which was a step forward. And Kenyon Sims is starting to show a little bit of life. So you like those running backs. But the offensive line I've been in love with in in this camp, one-on-ones especially, they have three dudes. Alex Palczewski is an NFL prospect. I am now comfortable saying Vidarian Lowe is an NFL prospect and a very high-ceiling one. He is so quick right now. He's got, what, 80-inch arms. He's really strong. He's He's just matured out of everything. yes I mean last year he had struggles but since spring he's just really taken off I wonder if that's the difference between Bob McLean and Luke Butkus because Bob McLean's a, a little bit more laid back that could maybe play Which with Vidarian low strengths yeah. a little bit more maybe he's getting it out of him but I I think it might be having a baby right now yes. Vidarian's a dad he's a veteran I talked to Bob McLean today and he said he is taking care of his business off the field and he's starting to become that leader you're right those two guys have been great and then your boy, Kendrick Green. Well, the bookend tackles, I can't remember the last time Illinois had these kind of bookend tackles. But they're also pretty good on the inside. Yeah. Like Doug Kramer, we know, solid, right? Gritty veteran. I actually think Richie Pettibon looks a lot better than he did during the spring. I Much mean, more comfortable. Yeah, one-on-ones, he looks looks thinner. Yes. Uh, he looks uh, leaner, I should say. I mean, he's 300 pounds, but he's leaner. And then Kendrick Green's just nasty. Uh, he's just He has a defensive mentality that he brings to the offensive line, and they love that. And and you miss that without Al Gretti. Al Gretti brought that. Kendrick felt his way through it last year, was pretty good for a guy who just switched positions. 
now he looks like the road grader of that group. He's really interesting, too, to watch during one-on-ones because he's kind of the emotional leader a little bit. I think Palcho's obviously the clear leader, <laughs> but Kendrick adds a little bit of fire. If an offensive lineman wins a defensive lineman drill, Batiku got chucked into the offensive line. Yeah. And what is Kendrick doing? He's saying, get your butt out of here, man. He's, like he's You're not part of this. Yeah, he yeah. is. He gives him a little bit of swagger. It's a little bit of energy and, and excitement for that offensive line group. I feel good about those top five. And then on that second unit, I don't hate what I've seen from Virtus. He still has plenty of room to grow, but I yeah, don't hate still it. Still a little raw. Right. They, they say he they want him to finish better, which is watch Kendrick Green. Right. Right. Finish Head blocks. Hunt. Go yes. find somebody. Yeah, go find somebody and drive him into the ground. Jordan Slaughter's been much better too. He's matured a lot too Plain as a redshirt. Tackle. It's amazing what redshirt years do for fre- for freshmen. It's so especially offensive linemen. You're seeing that with Slaughter and Brown. They're both more comfortable. Yeah, and I still think Stover and Cerny are kind of the top guys behind there. Um, Stover's been pretty good in one-on-ones. He's dominated Calvin Avery a couple times. And then uh, I think uh, Cerny's kind of moved to guard. I kind of like it because on an island, he hasn't been very good. But they moved him inside to guard, and I kind of like some of the reps because he moves really well. They don't have to play him at tackle anymore because Vidarian isn't struggling with his consistency. That was the big thing last year. Which kind of which version of Vidarian Lowe is going to show up? That's not the case anymore. You're getting locked in Vidarian this year, and moving Cerny to guard makes a lot of sense. So Cerny and Stover both are very similar. They can both play multiple positions on the offensive line. You can use them in a, in a pinch. I don't think Illinois would love if they have to start right. six or seven games. I agree. Sure. So depth is still a concern, but I have seen big growth from Slaughter and Virtus. They they are very high on, but I I don't know if he's quite there mm-hmm. yet where he's pushing anybody like Pettibon or anything like that. Trayvon Sidney's a big boost to that wide oh, receiver good. group. Um, I like my pick of him leading the team in receptions. I do too. I do too because he's going to be in that slot. Um, he's he's a nice safety blanket and he just catches the ball. I I don't know if I've seen dropped. a drop. He hasn't dropped, anything. and that that's huge for this group. Right, yeah. I mean that that is huge for this group. Dom Stampley's been up and down. He had a good day on Monday, but otherwise have been pretty quiet. My guy Donnie Navarro, I haven't seen much of him quite in this camp. Um, but Trayvon Sidney's a big boost. Emitor Bebe, um, you, you were saying today at practice, there's about three routes he's pretty good at. Yeah, right. The fade in the end zone, which him and Peters hooked up on a back shoulder that was beautiful. Uh, the quick hitch, yes, and the quick curl, yeah. That's what he does. So the, the curl on the slant. That, right. That's what he's really good at. He's just a big body. Think of a power forward in basketball. He just boxes everybody yeah. out. I'm going to get in front of Nick Walker or whatever corner I have, and I'm just bigger and taller and longer, and I'm going to go get the football. Kind of like how th- your older brother played in the football, <laughs> right. football in the backyard. Like right. Like That's kind of how it is. So I don't think he's going to be a star this year. I still think he's going to end up being a starter. I still think he's ended up being a solid player for you yeah. this year. And he gives you a red zone presence that this need this really needed. They they, they really needed it badly. Oh, especially without Luke Ford being eligible yes. too. Um Ricky Smalley still thinks the deep threat of yeah. the group, right? And and they've kind of held him. His reps are a little lower cuz I think they feel comfortable. But he still him. made his hands are much better this yes. year. Much yeah. much better. And he's stronger, looks better. I, I think he's ready to go. A guy that we've heard could be pushed this camp uh, has really taken off, I think. Jake Hansen, a linebacker, has had a really good camp. Like, you know, Milo Eifler coming up and Delano Ware moving to linebacker. The staff loves Jake Hansen, but he thought, well, if Hansen struggles, he wasn't great in the spring. What could happen? But he he and 
Uh, Dele Harding, I, I like that linebacker depth a little bit more. We'll see once games play how they go, but I just want to shout out him. He's had a good camp. Hanson's much more aggressive, and I've seen a lot of improvement in his pass coverage. He's been much better. He was matched up against Reggie Corbin today a couple times and did a good job. Isaiah Williams, he had a couple sacks on him yesterday, so he's able to get out there and be more aggressive. I think he's playing with more confidence, too, as he gets further and further away, removed from that injury. Mm-hmm. So you're, And again... Last year's his first year playing Big Ten football. It's he's not a finished product. What you saw last year, and he's getting much better. I, I like the linebackers. I do. I, I Daley solid. Daley's decent. I think Delano's added athleticism. Shaman Cooper and Tariq Barnes have both showcased a little bit more. So you have those top four though of Eifler, Hanson, Harding, and um, where Del- and where? Yeah, Delano Ware, and they can go to work for you. I don't yeah. think they're the worst Big Ten linebacker crew. And I think they're going to blitz more. Yeah, they, they, they need to. We'll talk about that with the concern. But I think the group that has taken the biggest leap since the end of the season is the secondary, and we continue to see that. This is, uh, I think, probably. High end, along with the offensive line, is the most talented group, right? I mean, Nate Hobbs has, has lived up to my hype yeah. that I've had. Tony Adams. Tony Adams has been the defensive MVP. Or I just think the MVP of camp. Yeah. Vidarian might be up there, too. And Marquez Beeson, as good as advertised. He's he, so good. He breaks on the ball so well. Quan Martin's had a good camp. It's a it's a thin group, but the top of that group went healthy, and Sidney Brown has had a little injury here, so he's been out. But that starting group is really good. That feels like a Lovey Smith secondary that could end up at the end of the year, put them all together with more than a dozen interceptions. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I'd like if they went nickel a little bit too. If you have Beeson and Hobbs and Martin and Adams and Green on the field, or Adams and and Brown on the field all at the same time, those five guys are are great. I mean. Tony Adams at safety is a former cornerback. He plays like it, too. He's been great in coverage. I think you're starting to see more well-rounded safeties and corners. They're longer. They're athletic. And Marquez doesn't have any pressure to come in here and be the guy because Nate's here and Quan's here, and Marquez can just be Marquez. And what is that? That is one of a, a really, really good player, one of the best players in the class of 2019, and he's he had a great interception today. You might have four guys. Well, maybe five with Sydney. But I think a lot of those guys have a chance at the pros. I, I've seen some guys come through here that, that were pros and guys that weren't. Those guys all have chances. That That's a very talented group at the top. Again, though, it, it, it's tough because you see Sidney Brown just have a little hamstring issue and he's out for a while. And, and Tony Adams makes an awesome play on the ball today and breaks. Mm-hmm. And then he's, he's struggling with his hand and his wrist. Like It, mm-hmm. it just feels like Tony and Sidney just need to stay healthy yeah. desperately because Stanley Green back today after missing the first three days is great. But you saw the safety depth. They had Kirby Joseph and Michael Marquez as your starting safeties today, and that's just not good enough. Kendall Smith rotating in there, not too. Not good enough at all. All right, concern. Wait, let's go one more. Standouts. The specialist, man. Yes. Caleb Griffin hasn't missed a field goal yet. McCourt's only missed one. I know. Like they, They've been really good, so shout out legs for the development here. And <laughs> I've heard Rod Smith now the last two days bellow. about Blake Day Blake Hayes. Yes, bellow. That's a boomstick. <laughs> That's a boom. He, I mean, Blake Hayes has a huge leg. The, the specialists, those two, and we know Ethan Tabell is a really good owner snapper. That should be a strength again. I felt like McLaughlin was going to be a big loss. Maybe not. Maybe Caleb Griffin's ready and good enough to play right now, and, and that's a great story, too. So you have Hayes and you have Griffin that you feel like are, are legitimate pieces. I'm interested, to, as soon as training camp gets done, I'd like to do our positional rankings again to see where they go, what are our biggest gains and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I think we had them at two or three, 
I think they're still there at two or three. Oh, like, yeah. I don't think they're getting no supplanted doubt. by the secondary at all. They're, they're really a strength of that team. Uh, let's go concerns. We mentioned DBs just a second ago, so DV depth yeah. is one for me. You mentioned it's safety. I thought I think Kirby Joseph's been better. He has. Um, I think he can be serviceable for you. Uh, he's got some range back there, really long player. Um, but after that, it gets it gets dicey. Stanley Green, we haven't played, seen practice really too much yet. And at cornerback, after Beeson, after those top three, Nick Walker is kind of your fourth guy. I, who's your fifth guy? Walk-ons? No, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Dylan Wyatt's not he- playing because he's, he's uh, hurt. Weatherspoon isn't here yet. So it's Nolan. It's Bernard. walk-ons. I, I think if, if they had an injury at corner, I think Tony Adams would move back there. I, I agree with if that. If he's healthy. Yeah, because they got to find a way to keep those top six. We talk about those three safeties and the three corners. If, if you have four defensive backs on the field – they have to be from those six. That's why anyone dreaming of Marquez Beeson playing wide receiver, stop. Yeah, because they over. they can't afford it. They and, they can't afford it. And he's a really dang good cornerback. <laughs> yes. He is a really good cornerback. I agree. I, I'm I'm excited to see him. An, another big weakness, though. I think the big weakness, and we said it before, it's defensive line play. I mean, we watch one on ones for the last two days. They've been abused by the offensive line. Is that because offensive line's really good? I think so. I think that's a part of it. Is you have three guys in the offensive line that are really good. But Batiku has had a couple moments where he's been decent, and that's been about it. Yeah. Nothing from Jamal Milan, nothing from Tymir Oliver, nothing from Isaiah Gay, and not much from Owen Carney. That's that's my big concern is I feel like they got guys who are experienced. I think they got guys who have talent, solid talent in the Big Ten. Who's the difference maker? And, and, and as somebody said, he's, he's sitting at a rehab facility in Chicago, and it stinks. It, it absolutely stinks. They don't have another difference maker right now, and that's a huge concern because – I mean, even if you can just stop the run, you got to have people who are disruptive. I, I haven't, you know, Jamal Woods has been okay, solid. Um, I think Lorela Depot has probably been one of the better ones of that I group, and I, I think he can take a big step forward and push some people for playing time. But people wanting Calvin Avery to take a step forward, the coaching staff. I just talked with Austin Clark today, saying we got to get his weight under control, and that and he's a sophomore, right? Like he's been in the system for a year now, a year and a half. And he's still the same weight, still out of shape. They're still concerned about that. So he's kind of lost a little bit. He still makes some plays because he's really talented. But I, I don't think he's the guy. I'm not going to peg him for a breakthrough based him, on what I've Him seen. and Virtus both came in at the same weight. And Virtus decided to lose almost 40, over 40 pounds. Yeah. Put his mind and, to it, right? Right. And Cal hasn't quite done that yet. So you need him to step up. You need him to understand that he's not going to be able to. I mean, right now, if you're talking about how many snaps would he play defensively, it's like 25 or 30% of the defensive snaps that he'd be allowed to be on the field just because he can't run. He can't I, run. I think we knew there was no one that's going to have a Bobby Roundtree year once yeah. that injury happened. But I still haven't seen Isaiah Gay or Owen Carney take the big leap. Mm-hmm. Like, Batiku, I think, was it Saturday? Yes. Flash some big plays. Like, he had Sunday. some good plays. He yeah, had a couple Sunday, good plays. Sunday, I think it was the day. He had some really good plays behind the line of scrimmage. Still waiting to see that. Stop the run, though. They gotta stop the run. But the one thing that Illinois is doing is they're sending their linebackers a little bit more, which is fine if your secondary is as good as we think it can be. But you're putting them on an island if you do that, and you gotta get there. Um, so, and they're good linebacker blitzers, but defensive line's a big concern. And quarterback play is still a concern. Uh, like somebody asked me today, I think it was Joey Wagner asked me if AJ Bush were here at camp, would he be the starter? And I said yes. Yeah, I agree. Based Lauren on what Tate said that too. Yeah, based on what I've seen. Yeah, he's he's a more dynamic runner. He's kind of put everything together that you want. Now, he wasn't great in games throwing the ball, but I thought there were times in camp he made 
throws that we haven't seen yet from Brandon Peters. Right, like he made down the field throws and it really energized the offense. Now maybe that was some of the Illinois defense too, but right now if it were last year Bush against this year Peters, four days in, it's only four days. I'd say Bush was ahead. Probably, I I think I'm right with you there too. Peters' delivery smoother. It looks a little bit better it's than better Bush passer. does for sure. But there's there's just something about AJ last year in training camp that he unlocked, and he was the clear leader of that. I don't think we've seen that. Some of the Peters best yet. training camps I've seen from a quarterback. Yeah, right. And 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 it didn't set up for a good season, so you know you kind of have to throw it yep. out. But as of right now, I think that quarterback play is is a concern. Again, I continue to go back to where would Illinois' quarterbacks rank in the Big Ten? And there's only one team I could put them ahead of, guaranteed, and that's Rutgers. That's it. I think they could be better in Minnesota. I think they could be better in Maryland. You know what I mean? Like right. Maryland's got Josh Jackson now, and he's Who's pretty really good. good. Yeah, like, but like I think they can be ahead of some other teams. Wisconsin, we don't know what they are. Uh, I think Peters could, could be a solid Big Ten quarterback right. for you, but is that enough? You're just not quite sure yet. Yeah. You're just not quite sure. So that that's still a major, major concern. The offense hasn't been – awesome in the first four days but they haven't been bad if that makes sense they're kind of right yeah. middling right in the middle who's winning who's winning that's camp what i'm right saying now? like i think it's 52 48 either way you know what i mean i'd yeah. probably give the offense the edge the slight edge but it's really close yeah i, I, I think it kind of goes back and last forth. year it was offense like 90 to 10 <laughs> defense which 10. told us something right? right i think you'd rather have it 50 50 than have it 90 to 10 um wide receiver depth and explosiveness i'm still concerned about um I'm you know, not as concerned as you. No, I, I just – Sydney's better. Emitor Bebe is better than what they had. Ricky Smalling is healthy. Um, is Cumbie going to be a breakthrough guy? Stampley or Navarro? I think they need another guy. Can and Casey may, Washington be that? We'll talk about him here in a second. I don't know if I'm counting on that quite mm-hmm. yet. I think it needs to be the slot guy. Now, maybe it's a running back. Maybe it's Dre Brown. Maybe it's Jakari Norwood who they've put there. But I'm still not – like I think that group's better. Is it good enough, right, to invigorate this passing game where Brandon Peters is going to need his receivers to open it up? We haven't seen many plays stretch the field, right? We we just haven't seen that many. I think Daniel Barker's taken a step yeah. forward, but we just haven't seen that many yet. I, I've also thought that they haven't tried that much. It's yet. Been a little vanilla. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of quick hits and a lot of running plays. So I, I'm going to continue to let the let that play out a little bit more before I get super concerned about it. It's definitely a better group. Yeah, it's because it's so much better than what you had last year. I think the hands on this team are much better because Immator Bebe has his flaws and he might not be the most explosive player. He's not dropping balls. He catches it right, and Sydney doesn't he drop it. it. And Ricky isn't dropping things, and Daniel Barker's really soft hands. So if if those guys continue to improve, if you're starting to get a little bit more from a, a, a guy like Dominic Stample, who had a good practice today on Monday, then maybe you're able to see some growth. So yeah. it, it's interesting. It's interesting. I think those running backs need to be used more. Yeah. Um, my one last concern is a special teams concern, punt return. Yeah. Today they were better. Monday they were better catching it. It was a really bad day Sunday. There was about five that hit the ground. Two by the guy I think they want to win the job, and Kyron Cumbie. Uh, that two more by Dom Stampley. The guy who catches it all the time, Trayvon Sidney. Yeah, he also you, took one to the house. Like yes, ago. and I don't think you want him back there. I don't no. think they want him back there just like they didn't want Mike Dudek back there. But if he's going to catch the ball every time and not let it roll 20 yards or let it bounce off his face mask, he will be the guy that's back there. Yeah, I agree. I think Cumby is clearly the guy they want. Yes. And I th- and he's had three good days, one bad day. Yes, so absolutely. he can continue to improve. So it, it's it's a definitely a concern. But I still think if I'm if I'm betting today, I think Cumby's still that guy just because they don't want to have Sydney get hurt on a punt return when he's so vital, probably right. the best wide receiver on the team right now. All right, when we come back, let's talk about the freshman class. It's a small class. 
but there are some impressive-looking athletes out there. Who's standing out so far? We'll talk about that next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we've kind of sprinkled in some talk about the freshmen, but let's break down what we've seen very early, very initial. I will say generally, this is not going to be a freshman class that makes a major impact. Right. That, like like we've seen the last couple of years where you got so many starters. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a freshman starter on this team right now. And that's not a bad thing. No, that's probably a good thing. Also, we have to remember, last year at this time, Matt Robinson was one of the best quarterbacks in camp, yes. right? It was like, so we had to remember, four days in, we have to temper our expectations no, no. long term. We did see Sidney Brown look really good. Right. We saw Quan Martin look like he was going to be a Delano Ware looked like a really good a piece right. that they could use in multiple places. Yes, but it is important. Again, right. Four days. Like we always gotta use that qualifier. I think we've talked about it. The top two, they the two top two hundred guys, they look as advertised. Marquez Beeson is a different level athlete. He he reminds me body wise, his athleticism, his length. It reminds me of Terry Hawthorne. You know, both guys could be two way players, but the need is put them at cornerback. Um, I think Marquez Beeson, you plug in right away, and he gives you a good Big Ten cornerback. I think he's going to be really good. And Isaiah Williams, like, I expected struggles in camp. Some people maybe expect him to set the world on fire. I didn't, but the athleticism, the mind, even a quiet leadership he brings. Um, he's got a swagger and just the electric ability. I think both those guys are going to be really good. Yeah, no problem, no doubt in my mind. I, I, again, we can be patient with Isaiah. It's okay if Isaiah doesn't play five games this year. It's okay if he redshirts this year. You know what I mean? Like it. That's a that's not a bad thing to have. So as long I, as Peters is good, right? <laughs> right, exactly. That's a good qualifier there. But Marquez has been probably the best freshman. Isaiah has been just as good. Then it gets interesting because there's some guys here who are under-recruited, some people didn't really love. Well, the surprise of the camp, you and Joey Wagner and everybody Robert else. Robert Rosenthal yeah. has been all over this dude, Casey Washington. Great plays over and over again. We, we had a good we had a good take on this, though. He makes a lot of catches. He goes up, he attacks the ball and everything. He's, he's made some contested catches, one-hand catches. We've seen it. Better, better speed and athleticism than I thought, but yes— he makes plays look better than they are. Yes, <laughs> because that's the he, thing. He does like a, it's almost like an Alfonso Soriano crow hop before right. he catches the ball, and then he kind of whips the ball up over his head. So it kind of makes a routine catch look so, like And then he does a little it. slant, and then he high steps away a little <laughs> yes. bit like he made just like an outstanding play. He, he brings confidence and swagger to the field. And he's got that hair. I mean, he's, he, he he's got the look. He's got, it. He's got 4% body fat or whatever yeah. that he has. So he clearly... He clearly looks the part right now, and you could see why Andre Stoker was so mm-hmm. high on him. Because I mean, you talk to Stoker in the offseason, he'll be like, "This guy was just as good as all of the other top guys. They just didn't have the room for him down there. Everybody really liked him, but they were just infatuated with the top guys." And Casey's really good, and you can see why those Texas wide receivers he likes. What What I liked about his film was he blocks, mm-hmm. um, and now we see, and he had good hands. You could tell he had good hands. But he attacks the ball. That he goes and high points the ball. He's got the size and athleticism to do it. And I think he's fast enough. Uh, I think you know, Emetor Baby is not like the fastest guy or quick twitch guy. 
Washington might actually have a little bit more than that. But I think this is a guy that could make an impact this year, especially if Edwin Carter isn't uh, going to be fully back. And Edwin's kind of working his way back. But no, Casey's really impressive. I think uh, Delvon Campbell looks the part. Yeah. He's just raw. Yeah. Uh, the thing with Casey, I want to touch on real quick. Again, he's going up against second string corners that aren't very good. No offense to those guys. Some yeah. of the walk-ons that are he's going up against that he's been able to dominate. Mm-hmm. When Marquez Beeson gets on him, he doesn't catch the football, right? So yeah. let's throw that qualifier out there. Marquez has covered him about three or four times and won every single battle. Let's give a, a shout-out to Miles Smith because I think yes. Tariq Barnes is, has been solid during camp. I don't know if he's done anything, Isaac, that like you go, whoa. But he's got good size for a freshman. He's a good athlete. And he's he's around the ball. He's just around the ball a lot. He's working in that second group middle linebacker yeah, right now. Yeah, I didn't now. see him as a middle linebacker. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's looked pretty good right now. I mean, Shimon is long, athletic. I really like him in that weak side role. And that's where he's been working along with Kalen Tolson. The depth is getting better there. But I think Tariq Barnes has been a little bit better, a little bit more advanced than I thought he was. And I think you can see why he did at one point have some SEC offers. Yeah, you can for, for sure see it. I think it's a good evaluation. Illinois got lucky with that one, too, that he wasn't going to these other places and he was a little bit under-recruited. So now you take advantage of it. You need some of those roll-of-the-dice guys to work out. And Barnes looks the part. So Washington and Barnes have been the good ones. I think Kyron Cumbie's kind of given me what I thought he would. He's really fast. You see his in-punt returns. You see him do a little drag routes. And he's able to beat people to the edge. So He's a little smaller than though I expected. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he, if that makes is, sense, because we knew he was small, but he's uh, like really he's five, small. Six. He's legit five six, maybe five six. <laughs> he might be five five, but one hundred and forty pounds. But he does have speed. Yeah, and you get him in space, and and you see what can happen. Um, I going over to the defensive line where they probably recruited that position as well as any. I, I think all those guys look like they got a bright future. Moses Akpala is just a man. He's just a little – how would you describe how Moses Akpala moves? Awkward. He, he Yeah, it's not – it's, like it's, it's kind of into unnatural his arms and legs. He's yeah. growing into his arms and legs. It's like his arms and legs are a little too big for him right now. So he's just not quite sure where his foot's going to go. a herky-jerky. Yeah, a little bit. It's how Moses – and I saw that in, in, in obviously when I watched him. But he's just so big and so talented and so smooth, and his effort level is through the roof. That's what They really love that about him. They've moved him inside here recently, so I think eventually that's where he'll be. I think that's probably his best spot. Um, Keith Randolph looks like a good athlete for his size, raw football player. Um, but strong. He had a couple yes. good reps today in one-on-ones. The guy I think has a really bright future is Seth Coleman. Love it. Yeah, he, in space, he is a great athlete. You see the pure speed for a guy who's 6'5", 215 probably His right high now. high school coach said he's up 20 pounds since last year. He needs to get to 235. Where Isaiah Gay is. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make an impact this year, um, but it wouldn't shock me if he saw the field early, if they get a blowout, just to see if he can be. You know, they're searching for pass rushers, and if they got a situational pass rusher – Maybe it'd have to be that guy. He needs a year of development. He needs it. But the team also needs some rushers. So he's he looks the part. I think all these guys are a year or two away. You can see why he had such a big senior year in high school and why he kind of moved up to a fringe four-star prospect, be, just because he has this an outstanding burst off the edge. So, But, again, you see him go up against Palcho, and Palcho dominates, mm-hmm. right? Because that's just what he is. He's a junior right. who's an all-Big Ten tackle, right? And, and that's he, what's going to happen. And if somebody gets a block on him in the run game, he's right. probably not getting off that block. But there are a couple things, though, like Isaiah Williams trying to beat – 
Coleman to the edge, and Coleman beat him there. Yes. So, like, Isaiah's fast and has That's quick twi- twitch, but Coleman, you can't teach that. So, right. I like the future of those three guys. If those three guys are starting for you in three years as redshirt sophomores, after Gay and after Carney and after all those guys kind of graduate, Batiku – that, that's a good thing. That's yeah. a re- really good thing. Anybody else you want to hit on? I mean, the offensive linemen are a couple of years away. Joe Joseph Thompson, Thompson hasn't done anything. Yeah, Griffin Moore is a year, a couple away. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's a, it's a, an impressive top of the group, and I think they did make some good evaluations and guys like Tariq Barnes and Casey Washington. They, they have a, a walk-ons that have re- not really any have stood out. Matt Judd's been okay. Uh, Jordan Holmes had a couple decent plays today, probably the catch of the day today, but he also had a couple bad drops earlier. So He, he went over, was that Beeson? Yes. Yeah, that doesn't happen often. Really impressive. Beeson got him back, though, with an interception in the end zone late in the end of the day. Sure. I, again, though, just the big takeaway of this freshman class is they're really talented, but they're not going to have to play this year, and I think that's a very positive sign for where your program's at. Um, people would probably ask, well, how do you feel about the team? Give me another two weeks. right? I, I, need, I need to at see least the, two weeks. I need another two weeks, but the, the positions I want to see get better are quarterback, defensive line, and a little bit of wide receiver. But I do think the offensive line and running backs give this offense a pretty high floor. I think the defense is going to be better, but how much better? Yeah, I and one, one, one more takeaway, Lovey Smith is a lot more vocal. Much more vocal and much more aggressive with his defense. Like mm-hmm. I, He's had his cornerbacks up in press coverage a lot more. He's had his linebackers blitzing more. He's been really more involved with this defense. Which is so, what we asked last year. Right. So I think, I think you'll see the defense take a step forward because I think uh, Lovey Smith is going to be a better play caller than Hardy Nickerson, and they're older. Yeah, and how good is this group of Big Ten quarterbacks? I'd rather side on aggression – and make these guys make the throws, right? Or, or stack the box and make somebody do something other than run on you because this isn't a Big Ten quarterback group. I know Shea Patterson's good. I know Adrian Martinez is good. But the rest of it, I, it doesn't scare me. I want to make those guys make mistakes. Yeah, exactly. And if you can, if you make them make mistakes, you make them throw the ball up to Nate Hobbs. I mean, Nate Hobbs' vertical is insane right now. Like Every ball around him, he's seemingly getting a hand on. So, this secondary could be good. It, again, it just feels like you can't have an injury in the secondary. You can't mm-hmm. have an injury on the offensive line. or or And you really can't have an injury to Peters at quarterback, or it could get ugly in a heartbeat. Alright, good stuff. That's our stuff through four days of camp. Illinois 8 and 4. <laughs> <laughs> My, okay, can I say this? My wife had a dream last night, she told me about, that we were down in Orlando around Disney. Oh. Right, covering something for Illinois. So wow. she goes, I don't know if it was basketball or football, but she goes, I think it was felt like football. And I go, well, the Citrus Bowl is there. Oh, That's boy. That's a Big Ten Bowl game. Seven and five or eight and four. <laughs> eight and four, nine and three. We're going to Disney. <laughs> we are going to Disney. Uh, as Warren Tate said, everybody is feeling positive during the offseason, but uh, there are some exciting things happening. This camp does feel a little different. It, it does. does feel a little different, and we're going to cover the heck out of it. Remember, there is a three-for-one deal, three months for the price of one, just nine ninety-five. We got a lot of great content. Isaac's about to put together his quarterback calibrator, making a little shift in that today. Top five standouts, including the old man on the team. Yes, he was really good today. And then I got a story coming out on the Twins Brown. That's pretty good. You got one on Batiku. That's really good. I got one on Laurel Depot that I talked to him today. It was really good stuff after his tumultuous year. Loaded, so loaded. That's all. Oh, and Piper's in Italy. No big deal. Yeah, so no big deal. Hopefully he brings back some wine or pizza for us. Hopefully. All right, hey, thanks for uh, listening to the Illini Enquirer podcast. The reception has been awesome. Uh, Continue to subscribe, rate, review us. That really helps us out. And tell your friends. But we appreciate you. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Enquirer podcast.